You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is the noise? Is the background noise going to be annoying in the show? Do you Probably. Think it's all right? It's called. I think this show should just be called Scrambled Eggs because <laughs> nothing is is whole here. It's yeah, just, it's just every, all over the go, place. Yeah. And we got background noise. Well, we could call it scrambled eggs. We could call it. We can do like the Fraser thing: tall salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah, there we go. Is, <laughs> About mental health, right? I yeah, love yeah. that soundtrack. That, yeah. <laughs> Baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tall salad and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Holy shit! Okay, we cannot talk about any more of this. Finland is on to us. They know. They just shut off the power. They know. Joe, do you know this? That Finland, what is Finlandia up to now? Finland is actually well, not real. Fake. It's actually not what real. What did I just say? We can't talk about this. It's actually okay. not not a real place. What? We'll, we'll, fill, we'll fill you in later. Finland is not Why a real place. Why can't we talk about it now? Because well, we can. they just shut off the power. And we Dude, did talk about it QAnon. last week. <laughs> was it QAnon or was it Finland? Not it wasn't really Finland. It was Finland. Those little... They're too nice. Chocolate makers don't... Know, don't they, they make chocolates, right? No, they don't. What do they do? Uh, they ski. What do what do people from Finland do? What is their thing? Like other people, you know, they make coffee. Is it what like, is Finland? Is it I'm clogs? Gonna I'm going to look it up right now because I'm curious what they do in Finland. What do people do in Finland? I don't think they have anything. Let's is see, there, what's their export? I'm go- that's I'm, actually I'm, what I'm looking I'm up right Strong now. men. Big, thick no. sweaters. No, wait, that's Iceland. Finland main export. Here we go. Let's see. They Snow. are dildos, dildos, dildos. No, damn it. Um, refined petroleum, large, flat rolled stainless steel. Weird. Okay. And uh, cars. Okay. Finland's top ten exports. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, we were we were the mineral fuels and shit. Yeah. that we were discussing fun. were one, QAnon, two, Finland is not real, three, cottonly fairies. Fairies are real. Wait, fairies? Fairies. I'll yes. get down with that. Yeah. Turns yeah. out that it was just a big hoax, and the people who did it on their death, uh, not when they were deathbed, but they were, when they, they were, were old, old, nobody bothered interviewing these girls because they were like 14 and 11. Yeah. What girls are you talking about? Well, you fairies? can, listen to, you can nine, listen to it in the archives. Yeah. You can go back you and go subscribe. Back. And well, I don't have, I sh- this is bullshit. Well, well, if you would have joined us last week, it told me. Oh, here we go. And okay. also, I sent you a text about I had work, man. You could have just said that. You could have said, hey, Adam, I can't make it. I oh, God. Literally would have been the easiest thing you could have said. I don't text back. You know that. You've known me for how long? Well, Two you- Christmases. <laughs> Two Christmases. I have chocolate like, at the bottom of my coffee cup and I can't been. get to it. Well, that's me. Well, at least you could let me know. So okay. That's, well, all I, that's all I want. That looks like that's poop at the bottom of that What's cup. wrong with it that does, cup? No, I put a chocolate chip in there to think I would get like a you nice put- little treat at the end of my coffee. <laughs> and it's just melted <laughs> to the actually, bottom. Did it actually work or no? Braun Strowman's kicking everybody's ass on the table here, so that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty rad. That's what Braun does. That's what he does. I mean, it's the law offices of uh, Hawthorne and Strowman. 
and Goldberg now. Okay, so what are we here to talk about today, guys? What are we What are we actually going to dive into today? Because it's just madness right now. It is just madness. I still. So okay, so here's something that I want to talk about. Uh, the other What's day, uh, I saw this amazing photo on Facebook. Okay, of your wife's mocking me. Far, <laughs> she always does. Yeah, Jeff. of uh, my boy Adam. Right, and uh, I know it's something that you talk about pretty frequently, but your your weight loss. Yeah. And the other day on Facebook, you had posted a wonderful picture of a before and after featuring yep. your weight loss. Yeah. Uh, how you went from a D cup to an A cup. <laughs> <laughs> but that is an accurate assessment yep but more importantly i think uh it's something that we could talk about in the sense of men's health yeah, both mental absolutely. and physical health absolutely because there's a there's a big component of that what joe's broken you guys that's it all right wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> foundation radio is brought to you yeah are you all right joe what's happening <laughs> He's now just envisioning Adam in a in a bra in a, tra- in a training bra, oh, shimmying, yeah, shimmying with my big there, D cups, yeah. yeah, my belly jiggling all over. Just yeah. like undoes the bra. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, big boy. Oh god. Take a look, Joey. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I was huge. I was. Uh, I knew I started losing weight. I knew I lost a bunch of weight when me and Courtney couldn't share bras anymore. <laughs> It was uh, it was uh, 65 pounds ago. It was a lot of work that needed to be done. Um, but there is a huge component of, you know, underlying. Uh, I don't want to say trauma, but there was a lot of like negative feelings that were going on at the time, which were, was causing me to eat. Like, yeah. I, I can recall and I've told this story before when in the Brad episode, when we interviewed Brad Feinberg, my trainer. Uh, I would stop at Wendy's on the way home before I would make come home and eat dinner and I would get three cheeseburgers and I would get French what? fries. Yeah, I would get three cheeseburgers. Uh a, like a four pack of nuggets and a, a thing of fries and soda and I would eat it in the car on the way home. You eat that filth? I did. I actually had a first Whopper for in over two years the other day and I, I felt like shit directly. Yeah, afterwards. I would lose weight eating that because it would be like two bites and I would shit for a I week. Did. I did. I, I, the hell that came out of my ass. I was it's horrible. Crop dusting the whole the whole building. Ugh. I it won't do terrible. it. I won't eat it. I won't eat anything else like that again. Hey, Dan, you wearing your party hat, bud? Cody's right. birthday today. So yeah, it is Courtney's birthday. I think yeah. So it's been <laughs> Courtney's yeah, Courtney just it's snapped been, uh, the string on Danny's chin. It's Good been job. uh it, there was a lot of really like self-destructive behaviors that went on with that uh during that time. And I think part of the issue that most people have is that they they don't get to the underlying cause of what's causing them to overeat or what's causing them to drink or what's causing them to smoke or whatever it is that their vice is. There's no real mechanism for men specifically to feel like they can have a I don't want to use this or the, the, the phrase safe space because it's kind of been bastardized by everybody who uses it. But yeah. there's no place for men to sit and talk and be honest about how they're feeling about things Emotional because it's struggles exactly because it's all that, oh, that the ma- you have to be so fucking masculine you have to do this you have to be John Wayne and a cow all this fucking bullshit and it's like that's literally killing men like it's killing us to talk like that and it's killing us to not be able to express what we need to express and be emotional people I, you guys know me I'm, I'm I'm a super emotional guy I cry all the time there's nothing wrong with that and that doesn't make me any less masculine than anybody else I forget her name but I was watching a TED talk and her uh, topic specifically was men male suicide um, and it was just numbers from UK, but, uh, every day, um, or every, every two hours, one man in the, in the United Kingdom kills himself. Right. Commits suicide. Fuck, uh, man. yeah. So that's 12 guys a day. Uh, that's sort of, sort of a problem. Yeah. It's that's... a very preventable thing because those 12 guys just needed one person to talk to and they felt that they had nobody to talk to. And it, it's not, you know government funding it's not 
you know, finding a building to put something in. It's literally talking to a friend or talking right. to a coworker about some stuff. It's it's really that. That's all that it is, is having a conversation. And they're at the point where they don't feel that they could do that. So they did something very drastic, which is not okay. Well, like, but it's not, it's also not wrong to have those thoughts. Right, That's the right. other part that a lot of men need to understand. It's not wrong to think that I don't have a way out. This is my only option. It's not wrong to have that idea. It's not good to act on that. Sure, but That's it's not. It. A, it's not a, it, like it doesn't make you any less masculine to right. to feel the way that you feel. Right? Well, you, it doesn't make you any less of a man. But you know, society puts the label on you. Like you have to be manly. You have to do this. Right. You have to do, like who's I? I had a conversation. I, I don't know if I talked about this last the the last show we talked about. But uh, there's some some guy I know. I put up a post. Uh, you know, talking about Courtney. I do this thing on Facebook called "Shit My Wife Says" because Courtney says all kinds of really crazy, insane shit all the time. And I was sitting next to her, and I, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. But I was sitting next to her the other day. I said, "Oh, you know, babe, I really enjoy. It. There's nothing better coming home and laying next to you in bed." And she looks at me. She goes, "Are, are you sure?" It's like, did you? What did you even hear what I said? She goes, no, I forgot what you said. And it was just like this really funny exchange between us. And if you know Courtney, like you get the the humor behind it. And they sent me a screen cap of this and they were like, oh, you're you know, you're embarrassing yourself. You're you know, you can you're, if you want to be a and he used this phrase and I still don't understand what it is because I refuse to Google it. But he called me a soy boy. What the any fuck you, is that what the does anybody even know what I, it's some kind of alt-right verbiage? I think so. Uh, the soybean is uh, they think that soy milk um, I knew Greg would. Hi, James. I knew Greg would know the answer to this question. No, soybeans are turning men into bitches with low testosterone. Yes, so, oh, soybeans have higher estrogen, and so if you drink more soy milk, you uh, develop boobies and uh, more yeah. emotions. Well, and I drink softer. whole milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I drink whole milk and I shit liquid for days. It's, right. I, I don't shit. I liquid. eat trans fat from the can, and I'm getting boobies. <laughs> I cooked and my bacon no this morning and schmaltz. <laughs> <laughs> it's true I, though I do and I, that, that's, that's soy boy I started, to get, I started to get kind of riled up about it and then I stopped and I was like I don't really give a fuck what you think about my level of masculinity or what that entails for you like I think you're a little hurt here I mean I was a little pissed about it so what but I, I again I stopped and I was like I, I don't really care what you I don't believe or, it doesn't matter to me what you think about me and my and my level of masculinity or what you think that appearance is supposed to be for you or I just he's someone who's clearly got a lot of repressed issues in his own life and I I don't I don't need to worry about what he has to say about my level of does it make sense? Yeah, but the fact that you're acknowledging it, you're just giving it to him. I'm giving him the power. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's confusing me is all right. So you have this community that's making fun of you for being right. in touch with your emotions because you said your you're in love with your wife exactly right so well let me let's go over how are their relationships working out well he's been let's talk to their let's talk to their wives or ex-wives well the thing about this guy is that he's been divorced twice he's on his second divorce. exactly so that's exactly what it is he's it miserable is. and he doesn't he, he he has no relationship of his own but you're right he has no emotional connection to the people that he was with exactly. so why, why, per, why perpetuate again? the behavior that is going to make your life miserable if because you're a grumpy old quote manly fuck right. that ruined two marriages and you're going to try and shit on somebody else who's enjoying theirs and yeah maybe you're a little bit in touch with your emotions maybe you're trying to not be the typical quote manly man but I think it's interesting that this group of people who are saying that masculinity is being ruined are perpetuating the same exact 
issues that right. they have that's making their lives so fucking miserable. I tell my girlfriend that I love her all the time. I sit there and cry at movies with her all the time. And that's what I don't understand. Who gives a shit? I don't care. I am the Why biggest perpetuator of crying at movies. My wife makes fun of me whenever I cry at E.T. and Wally, and she's like, you're a fucking bitch. I'm like, no, yeah, no. that's great, though. No, there is no there is no wrong in crying at E.T. or Wally. You know what's the worst one I cry at? Uh, what's it called? Fox and the Hound. Oh, God. Boom. Oh, as no. As soon as we'll always be friends. That's it. That's, that's it. the end of it. Oh, yep. God. That's crying no. my ass off. Yep. Yep. Crying. I cried at a commercial today. I've cried at a Miller High Life commercial. That was like, it was like 10 years ago. Well, I would too if I was forced to drink that shitty beer. That's the champagne of beer, sir. How dare you? It yeah, is seriously. fucking you, awful. Oh, How dare oh, you? Oh, you probably are a craft beer drinking turd, aren't you? Hell no. What do you drink then? I just drink whatever's in my fridge. See, that, mm, no. Angel's <laughs> High Life is Angel's Tears oh, trapped in a no, bottle. No, it is not. Yes, he's, it not is. he's not wrong, yeah. It is Angel's ball sweat. It's the greatest beer ever. You're you're totally oh oh dude, it's a super hot day and you work outside and you get a a, f- a nice cold bottle and it's got the, the condensation dripping down the side and you crack it and it's got that it's the perfect bottle. All right, Joe, right go down the put nice hats on. Calm down. Yeah, Sorry. Joe's gonna masturbate in a second. It sounds like he's about to about to come all over himself. It's yeah. delicious. No, so anyway, so what, yeah. So anyway, Jeff, the point, you, you the point up, being, yeah, you brought up, yeah. Go ahead. You brought up another point. Uh, your wife making fun of you for being slightly emotional. I'm not getting on Jane or anything like that. But it's, No, get on her. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll Fuck wanna, you, Jane. I want to pass to cry in my own goddamn yeah, home. Yeah, no, so, so another big point, I, I've been researching a lot of like men's health <laughs> issues. Another big point of it is it's not women's fault for, it, this is not their responsibility for coddling us or taking care of us, but it is, it is their kind of responsibility for allowing men to be emotional when they need to be or when they feel they need to be. And that is for your brothers, your husbands, your nephews, cousins, uh, fathers, anybody in your life. It's not like the random coworker who's just having a bad day might need to dump on you, blah, blah, blah. No, it's people who you care about. Um, it, it's, it's not a woman's responsibility to teach a man how to be emotional but it is other people's responsibility around that man to just listen as they need to speak right yeah, that's like, that makes sense no and, it, and i think that's an important part of the conversation at the same time it's fine for your wife to make fun of you for crying at movies that's fine for making fun, fun of somebody <laughs> well, i think it's <laughs> making fun, fun of somebody yeah, it, is it, one is, thing. it yeah. is context that's because fun, yeah. she's poking fun right but right. it's like a flirtation fun yeah. it's yeah. like exactly. that's, you know, that's okay it's not serious, but if you are right. having a really yeah. bad day and, and you're you depressed sh- and she goes Man up! Shut up! Fuck That's off. fucked up. That'd be that'd if be shitty. I ever, if and I'm sure Jane would never do anything like no, that. No, she hasn't. Absolutely She's, not. And that's no. the thing because there are a significant number of women who are realizing this issue that's going yeah. on, and they are being whether it's through friendship or a spouse or right, right. Bro- or sister, like even like parents. Like my mother has been way better than she used to be realizing a lot of the issues that are plaguing men. Yeah. That. You know what? Just being there from some sort of emotional standpoint. And like, it's that kind of thing that it, it really dawned on me. And she was like, if you can't talk to your own mother about these things, like, that's kind of fucked up. Right. Like, right. we're supposed to, we're, we're, we're your parents. We're supposed to be here. But being able to confide. I remember the biggest thing that fucked me up more than anything was seeing my dad cry for the first time. Because I, under no recollection, like, this is like a man's man kind of right, guy. Right. Like, and yeah. seeing that was probably pretty jarring at some point. It was point, like, yeah. holy shit. I think my dad, I, 
I can remember my dad like not often crying, but enough where it was like, why? You know, it was it was there was a certain gravity to it that was different than when my mom cried. You know, I don't know what it was, but it was just the fact that my dad was. How old were you when you saw your uh, dad cry? Geez, I was probably five or six, I think. I was 25. Whoa. 25 was the first time I saw my dad cry. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. That is. Wow. And then that, that was yeah, that was like it was like my whole world had turned upside down from that. I the one thing I want to kind of call back to here, I guess, is is part of that man up idea. Like I, you know, my grandfather. I've talked about my grandfather multiple times on the show. He was a World War II vet. He served and he was a part of the uh, the 20th Armored Division in World War II, and he liberated Dachau. And he never talked about the war. He never showed any kind of emotion whatsoever. I don't I don't recall a time where I can remember him telling me that he loved me or that he told my dad that he loved him. Like, I don't that's just not the kind of guy that he was. But I wonder what his how different his life would be or would have been if he would have felt comfortable enough to talk about what he saw or comfortable about how he how he felt. You know, I don't want to say apples and oranges with that. But to a to a degree, we're talking about severe post-traumatic stress absolutely disorder. yeah and i'm sure. and i'm not saying that this whole issue that's going on with men's mental health isn't post-traumatic stress it's been years and years and it's years of this being piled right. on but we've never had to kill anyone right we've never been forced to, to murder someone well, else yeah also our grandparents were depression babies so remember they didn't grow up with oh we're gonna have dinner every day they grow up with oh man we're gonna be lucky if we have a bacon sandwich today like right. well, my grandmother used so, to tell me like she grew up so before the war They've already had post-traumatic stress disorder. They yeah, didn't even right, know it. Right. They have already been broken down a million different ways. So it's funny that you bring up the depression because depression and financial crash of 2008 were the highest uh, periods in American history of male suicide so, yeah, because definitely. of financial ruin. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, that means yeah. there's a correlation. Not being there. able, it's a, provide it's a for your in, family. instinct to, like yeah. in our bodies, it's like, oh, I can't provide for my loved ones. I'm, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm, wor- I'm worthless. I'm, my yeah. life is pointless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, what do you think society could do to try to combat that? Because I know, like I said, this man, this idea of manning up, right? Like you have to pull up by your bootstraps and you have to do this and you like, what do you think that we can do as a society to try to change that and, and alter that narrative for people? Because I know a lot of guys, you know, I know people from back home who pull up by your bootstraps ultimate sacrifice you know they 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 took that ultimate plunge and 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 that was that because they didn't have anyone to talk to so what do you you guys think i don't know the term pull up by your bootstraps cracks me up that's just a dumb because it's such a dumb term because especially in a society where most of you don't even have boots (laughs) i have eight pairs we're broke i have you know what i mean you're broke pull pull up by your bootstraps like can't even afford boots dude yeah, it's not. And, like, you and know also, what I mean? yeah, the, the the systematic equality that goes on in in, in economics, like that. It, never mind. That's a whole different conversation. But go ahead, Greg. What were you saying? Uh, so I was talking to this with my sister. She's in town, actually, from Denver. Uh, my sister and my mom last night. Um, she, my sister was saying that you know you just really need to teach kids that they can uh, go to people and talk to them. Right. And I think that that's a good approach, and you do need to do that. But at the same time, it does actually. You, it would be more effective to teach adult men what they need to do because children will emulate men. What they see, right. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll copy what they see. And at, so it's really just a whole societal thing. It's not just like, oh, well, we got to start teaching kids this. It's no, you need to actually teach adult men this too because they're the ones actually at risk right. of killing well, themselves. Th- that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. Jeff. I agree, but I'm also disagreeing because at the end of the day, I think we're all fucked. There, yeah. I don't think there's anything yeah. that's going to change us, yeah. but we really need to be working on 
kids now. We need to be working on Danny and James and kids their age to right. be able to be in touch with their emotions and ignore the societal pressures. You know how long it took me to feel okay with the fact that I'm in my 30s and I'm finally like not living in a pa- my parents' house and yeah. ha- like kind of having a steady income, but still at the same time, like every single day is that huge struggle of am I going to make enough? I need to make more. I mean, it was a whole thing of, I went through this huge, huge depression over the fact that I couldn't even get health care for my wife until this year. Wow. And it was Well, congratulations insane. that you did. But Courtney doesn't even have insurance right now because it's too fucking expensive. It's too expensive. I, we can't, she dropped her insurance because it's going to be cheaper for us realistically to just put that money into a savings account and use it if we need it. There, there's literally nothing we can do. And now because my student loans are so high, I just got approved for the, you know, the income-based repayments. My payments doubled last year from the income-based repayments, and I don't know how much higher they're going to go because the Department of Education just denied 99% of the loans for... Uh, or the uh, the ninety nine percent of the applications for people who were teaching in low income areas. There was that whole thing for the twenty years you could you could do that whole thing and be out. Uh, they denied a bunch of them. So now I said to Courtney, like, "Fuck, I don't know what I'm what I'm going to do if they tell me I can't get this or my my payments go up to five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. I I can't afford that. I cannot pay for that. We would lose our house. So it's it's for me it's it's there's a I feel that in in a, on a very very similar level i mean it's every month we're looking at our bills and we're trying to figure out how we can save money here and you know do we have enough money to do this can we you know we have to make sure we have enough food for the kids it's it's stressful and i feel like that adds a a a whole other layer to the mental health aspect of trying to figure out how you're going to be financially set but also deal with the issues that you've been dealing with it you know it's just it there's there's so many different things that that are just it's 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 oppressive and to kind of go in line with that i think we are still in this old world mentality that as a man you are the absolute provider you're you're the rock in the household well it's changed and now it's it's you and your wife or you and your or just your your partner Your partner, right yeah just your partner whatever it may be it's an evolving thing and it needs to stick in our heads that it is completely okay that you are you if you have a spouse and you, or a girlfriend or whatever it might be right. that makes more money than you do is the anchor of the household. You don't need to feel beat up about that because it's okay. Right. And it goes hand in hand with the thing that bugs me the most of people shitting on stay-at-home dads. Yeah. See, I that, don't understand that. I, I, I Go ahead, Joe. You got something. That bums me out. Like those people shitting on dads? Or- yeah, stay-at-home. Like, dude. Yeah. I, I look forward to my girlfriend wants me to be a state of dad and I went okay and she's like really you're fine with this I was like one I love cooking I did True. it for my whole life True. like boom there you go exactly two you worked on a farm so poop is fine poop yeah. is fine with me yeah. she's with yeah. shit. cleaning I love yard work Wait, I'm very good you. at house repairs I can build your damn house I can rewire a damn house as the father at the table here you will be like imagine the level of poop that you think will be you double kids. it you multiply no, by you, 10 you, it's it is the mo- I have never in my life it's seen just as poop much all the time shit. it's poop and piss and vomit and he's got time. three of yeah. them all the time it just never it's just always poop he's, he's just talking poop. about James right now James is the big no. there's shit on the ceiling <laughs> yeah how Go did ahead. he get poop on- I, I'm, I'm aware how that, that like the weirdest strange- like I'm fine with it I'm like I said to her I go look can I have weekends on my dirt bike and motorcycle with the bushes of course you can I went 
fantastic. And I go, yeah. but you just lied to me. She goes, what do you mean? I go, we have kids. The weekend's family time. I was like, there's no such thing as day weekend, boys weekend. That- it's family time. I was like, you just friggin' lied to me. I was like, that's, not that's a lie. bullshit. That's a fucking lie. As you're sitting at, as we're sitting at this table, and as you're listening to this recording, we are at my house, and you're yeah. hearing the background noises of my family in the living room area. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just, Adam, this is part it's of a, Adam's it's family a time. Part of my family time. But this is also something that Courtney and I talk about a lot: is making sure we allot enough time for ourselves yeah. individually and also together. This podcast, this show, is part of my time my adam time we're family we are a family we're the fam- jeffrey oh, this is cry part now. of my, this is part of what i do and and what gives me uh the feeling of independence and individualism that i don't get when i'm with my kids and that's not to say it's a bad thing but like everybody needs that and when you become yeah. dads and you be you go into that new world of parenting like you need that time by yourself well, I to like, decompress and, i like how you have your kids you know you do the wrestling thing with them exactly so you get to have your time right but you got them with it it's you know what i mean exactly. well, so you still get away with enti- you get away with it There's, Joe you were just it's, saying it's having my cake and, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt it it's, it's having my cake and eating it too, too right? yeah. I'm able to enjoy two something two birds one stone exactly enjoy something with my kids that I have loved for my entire life like and my, now my kid better get used to getting yeah. hurt on a dirt bike and a motorcycle I was about to say <laughs> it's going to happen exactly you're, right. you're not going to have your boys weekends where you're dirt biking you're going to have family weekends where you're, you're dirt biking exactly. oh they're going to be dirt biking exactly. yeah. and all my my boy, kid and better my, get used to getting hurt on Joe's dirt bike. Yeah, and, my, and, and I know my boys are having kids that are all going to, you're going to learn to ride a dirt bike. I don't care if you're, yeah. you know, if you're boy or girl, you're going to be riding. <laughs> like you're going to camp and you're going to ride. It's, I mean, it really is. It's, it's, it's something that you need to make sure you do. And it's something that you need to make sure that you are not, even if you're not a parent, mm-hmm. like you need to make sure that you don't spend your life so focused on making money and doing all these things you know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time and, and a lot of these big time guys they talk about how the, the the drive is so hyper focused on this idea of making money and doing all these things and being successful and you lose out on the individualism of who you are you know the podcast my photography those are hobbies for me right if we end up making money on it great if we end up doing something amazing with it and we become famous great but that's not the goal the goal for me is to have fun while I do this we yeah. can be good at something here and we know we can do it why not enjoy while we're why not enjoy it together while we're working on it you know but i think as far as men's health goes it's huge find something that makes you happy latch onto that shit and fucking go for it right when i take my pictures when i'm out doing my photography that's one of my favorite things to do because i'm able to just hyper focus and shut off the world and i can keep myself at peace does that make sense like yeah. i'm sure you have something that that does it for you what does it for you uh comic books and shooting a gun hey what about you joe isn't that funny that you guys guns guns Maybe we should go to Joe's farm and shoot guns. Some guns. Uh, dirt bike, but cooking. But I mean, still, it's like now I'm at the transition in my life where I went from being a chef for 20 years, and the only thing I knew was restaurant business, like the whole thing of it, you know. Right. And then changing to, I now am a cable distributor, like I wholesale cable, like not TV cable, like wires, actually wires, and and it's it's huge transition. I hate computers. You know, I hate computers. Yeah. And now. All I do is work on computers and then lift these heavy cables. And so it's the weird, it was a really tough, weird transition of like emotional roller coaster of like feeling like I am 37 years old and I know nothing. I've accomplished zilch. Well, that's not true. And it's like, you know, like I might even not good of a cook anymore. And all those things started happening. So like you go home from work, you get all this food and I would go to make a meal. I remember it was like my first, it's my second week at this job. And I go to make a meal and I completely fucked up a meal that I'm very well known for. And I'm like, 
it was it was a moment where I just like threw the pan on the outside and just sat there. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? It's 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 it, but cooking is mine. I'm slowly trying to get back into cooking. I'm like writing a cookbook for this farm at the same time. That's awesome. That's really cool. And yeah. you, I mean, you are you are probably the best chef I know. I mean, you've cooked for mm. us how many times before? But I can understand why you would feel that way feeling as if you haven't accomplished anything but you you have i mean you have a great knack with being a, a chef i mean you that's what you do yeah just because you're not still sticking with something doesn't mean that you didn't achieve something in the past Thank you. yeah okay just, just because you're still not eloquent than i am just Wisdom. because you're still not cooking every day all day doesn't mean that you once did not make amazing food yeah I and know. that doesn't mean that you can't go back to that yeah, because just, it just takes a little bit of time to get back to it. Yeah, if you ever just, want to, I'm sure you could, dude. Yeah, I'm sure I could. You did it once, you'll fucking do it again. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Greg? What makes you uh, What makes you happy? What's your What's your unwinding time? And don't say masturbating. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know right we were now, allowed yeah. to use that as an option. <laughs> no, I, I I just like reading. Uh, you know, playing board games and no, not pornography. Just pornographic read. board games. Do you yes. read like the Ooh, penthouse wow. forums? <laughs> Uh, well, little do you know that there's an operation of a naked lady. Like the look. Uh-huh. Wait, what? That's a bad joke. <laughs> operation. Board, it's a board game. Board game. God yes, damn, it was an operation. Joke. Is, yeah. I'm sorry. So what you happens what? when you try to put the vibrating dildo in there? And does do you it know what vibrate? else? Vibrate. Oh, yeah, yeah. it, does it make instead of the vibrating? Does it go like? <laughs> like it's like a squeeze. She squeals. <laughs> Oh God. oh my God! This we're totally derailing. How about so? You know back what? to the main topic yeah. of men's health. Uh, no, <laughs> How did we just go to, from what makes you happy? I don't, I don't know. I don't to know. Men's health again. We're going. It's, part, it's going all back of, to it's it. It's all part of the. the topic. Uh, because we're all this miserable is, fucks. This yeah. is such a confusing day. One more point that I wanted to make about well, wait men's a second, health. Though. Wait a second. What it are you is, doing? You now? wait a Stop second. Stop cutting them off. Yeah. You're cutting me off. You always get on me about cutting other people off. I'm going to turn you Wait a second. Wait a second. What? Things that make you happy is all a part of men's health. Yes, it is. It is. Thank you. It is. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, Thank that's you. fine. <laughs> oh, my God. He's all pissed off. He's like, how do we get here? <laughs> Two Christmases. It's Wait it's, till we play Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be even worse than this. Uh, God, I'm <laughs> going to hate Greg, you sorry. all so much more. Um, I really like Dungeons and Dragons. That was a fun time. We had a good time. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, one more point. It's kind of lost now, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to say it, it was tying on to something, but we lost track. I, I just need to get off my chest is that uh, the whole male suicide mental health thing. Um, it's not that your wife or your sister or mom don't also feel the same thing that you may. Um, it's just that, you know, and statistically men take it out on themselves much more aggressively than women. Uh, if you look at the rates, I, I, read a lot of nonsense for this uh if you look at the rates of depression and self-harm and any kind of mental disorder that uh, is associated with uh you know suicidal tendencies uh women and men are basically 50 50 all all age groups basically 50 50 a little bit of variation here and there but pretty much the same and then if you look at suicide rates men by far take the cake did you hear about Definitely. this did you hear yeah. about the this thing talking about the suicide just made me think a little bit did you hear the story about the the girl who like was texting her boyfriend in the oh, car it? that cra- she so a woman 
She was like 17. Her boyfriend was 18. He was suicidal. She oh, basically she, was like, talking shit to him. And oh, like, yeah. You won't do it. And she won't do it. And, you know, I love you now. Die, essentially, what she said. And then she was on the phone with him while he was like yeah, you dying have, in the you car. Have, she just got sent. She just she got, got sentenced. Well, she was, she was, she's been in jail now for about a year. And she just was released, uh, I think, earlier this week. That she asked the Supreme Court to, to hear her case because she said it was protected by free speech. No, it's not. It's no, it's not. not. No, it's not. It's you not. literally no, were coaxing him. You literally forced That is the equivalent of yelling fire in a movie theater. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And it's yeah. just, it's... She was like, you won't do it. You need you need to go now. You need to be happy. Why are, oh, yeah. Yeah, why are you not doing it? You haven't done it yet. To me, it's like, oh my, I can't even... Like, that just just blows my mind that like, somebody you don't want to talk to somebody. Evil. Right. If you don't want to talk to somebody. All you need to say is, I'm not the person to talk to. You need to seek professional help. There's another person in... That's it. There's another person, I think it's in Boston, Her his girlfriend, he jumped off of the parking garage right before his graduation for the same reason, because Jesus. his girlfriend was talking shit to him, telling him to kill himself, telling him how horrible he was. It's like, what what goes through somebody's mind to make you do, like, to make you do something like, like, what, it's, I can't even imagine how, I know in my darkest times, I know how, how depressed and sad I was, and how much I wanted to just, like, have it all stop could you imagine having somebody talking shit to you and, and basically reinforcing that mental game in your mind like uh, I, I, I mean hard. that's that's a for, to me that's torture like that's a form of torture it absolutely is torture but it's also a situation of i'm just trying to think about this in a outside the box uh, situation of these are people who are obviously in incredibly toxic and abusive relationships absolutely and if if you're in these relationships and you're already severely depressed and having a lot of serious mental issues, your first thing that's going to not, not, it's not going to come to your mind of, you know what? I might need to reevaluate this relationship that I have with so-and-so. It's you're getting you're to the get point stuff, of right. like, maybe I should just kill myself. And you're hearing it from the one person that you're already seeing is like, this is supposed to be my rock, my person. Right. I'm and supposed all, to be here. And yeah. it's just, it's fucked up. I just, I can't even. Uh, so one thing that, also has really been bothering me about the whole men's health issue and it's absolutely a mental thing for me i don't know about you guys but i love superhero movies superhero movies are awesome of course and you just see these actors and these celebrities and just people on these magazines that have fucking 12 packs and are jacked as shit and i'm sitting here with my fucking fat gut hairy body and i'm like well aren't i a piece of shit right no no you aren't no or not that is the new you go ahead and you take a poll of women and they will go like what dad bods they'll take dad bods over six pack hold on i remember i used to have abs packs in a six pack that was back in the 90s and the early 2000s i was killing it but then it was like why, why, why is that guy? Then you rediscovered give, right. Ham's beer. If I just sit there and <laughs> oh, that's just, right. sponsored by Ham's beer, right? sponsored by, Ham's, by beer. Ham's beer, and then I was like, oh wow! If I just don't do anything, I'm even sexier than I was before. I can attest to that personally, though, because I know in my mind with the well, that was because you guys had like you know like a like, you know a bond of sharing bras. Well, we did, yeah. I mean, she's Courtney is blessed in her in her upper region and also in her back end, um, and we just we had the ability to share the the the, the booby holders is what we refer to them. That's the, the technical term. Um, so once I became skinny, it was like fuck, where you have to spend a bunch. It's a whole. I thing. don't even think you're. I never even thing. thought of you being heavy or fat. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because I saw myself as a really yeah. Dude, Seriously? I see my, I see maybe myself. a little husky, but not not like fat. Never fat. fat. See, I'm gonna pull this picture up. Now I, I, I look at me in the mirror for years, and I'm like, Jesus, like this gut. I'm like, my nipples are pointing down. They used to point straight, <laughs> okay. and now they're pointing down. 
I'm going to show you this Not picture anymore, of me were. At, at my heaviest. I was about 250 yeah, some odd pounds. It wasn't here. until you showed that I went, look at that chubby bastard. I, 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 that's Courtney has said the same thing to me. She didn't realize how. Never big yeah, I was. never saw you as fat. The 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 burgers you, thing. You were you were full on Bucks County right there. I thank you. Full thank you very much. On hey, Bucks hey, County. Thanks, that's a really nice way of saying you were a tubby piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, but I I I saw it. I guess I didn't. I didn't see it until it was too late. Totally. Right. Totally. And I and it just like it just spiraled out of control. And there again, there was a there was a huge level of anxiety and depression and yeah. grief that I was going through. Jeremy Fisher, Jeremy Fisher was a very close friend of mine, died very, very suddenly. And because I hadn't really dealt with anything with Sparks, it was like all everything just kind of became this one crazy mm-hmm. clown in my head. You did not deal with your emotions properly. Like I never a man have. Should. I, I buried- and you took it out on yourself by overeating and developing a slight eating disorder. See, that was, exactly. that was yours. Yeah. Mine was alcoholism yeah. and violent. Like, I mean, I would get in a fight for no reason. Cause you? Was, violence? Joe, really? Mm, yeah. Not around town. It was always a, like, I would go somewhere different. Like, yeah. I would go drive an hour so I could go to a bar where nobody knew me and get piss-wasted, do some drugs, and punch me in the face. Well, I'm just I glad mean, I never did I'm drugs. I'm glad that you made it through that yeah, phase. Me well, too. I mean, and me I too. ate, like, I ate to the point where I would come over at 2 o'clock in the morning and cook <laughs> a full-blown meal. <laughs> And sit there and eat to the point where I'm like gonna puke. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I'm, know that. Oh yeah. Well, I'm highly am, depressed. I am for glad years. I am glad still that am, you... but not as bad. See, I, I, that. Well, see, I have the opposite. The, the not as bad I... is there, Joe. Mine is well. No, I go outside instead of doing yeah. all those things and getting drunk. Like I, used to, dude, I, you know, when I bartended at him, yeah. I was drunk every day. every day. Yeah. All day. Joe was the guy at Alibis. That's how we met Joe. Joe was the, the head bartender at Alibis, and he was the guy known in Westchester who would spray the bar, what you'd spray, spray the seltzer water or water on himself on his shirt, and he did the whole routine, and everybody loved Joe. But I was drunk was, and unbelievably depressed, and yeah, nobody knew it. Like, because you presented. Horribly suicidal, like really bad. I was there too. I yeah. literally, there were days where it was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like I, There were days that I literally could not imagine peeling myself out of bed no. and like I'm gonna I have to go to fucking work and deal with people and I would put the face on and I'd smile and I'd do the whole thing and it was the la taxing yeah. it was the most draining experience totally. of my life and all I wanted to do was eat I never was a drug I, I smoked weed in, in college I took Adderall one time I hated doing drugs I like to drink but I wasn't at that point I never I, I you know I have a history of alcoholism in my family so I knew where that would take me so I said well I really like food why not just do this and I never saw it as like you said like hurting myself i never saw it as as overeating i never saw anything like no, that neither did I. it was like it, it was just something that made me feel good so when i would eat it would ease the those tensions it would it would calm those things in my mind yeah and then when it would start over again i would just eat and it would go away and i just it was just a vicious cycle for me so when i started working out and i started replacing food with the you know the exercise and going and doing things and, and that doesn't swole. work for, food with swole. swole and it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody right I know no. and I was on medicine I was I was medicated for probably close to three years it was Buspar it was changed my life um, it's an anti anxiety medication it totally fixed my head for a long time um, it didn't say that the anxiety didn't come back but it was it was very very limited once I started hitting the gym I got off the medicine I felt better I've lost even more weight I'm in the best shape of my life. And now I don't have as many 
cravings, right? I, I still eat, but it's chips not. Chips are delicious. I, they are fucking amazing. But you just can't eat my them all the time, and you my, have the control. My favorite. Some chips are delicious. Some chips. You, it's I've to, been on lately. Homemade at tortilla work. chips not, at a nice Mexican wrong. restaurant are delicious. See, when you cut up a tortilla and you fry them, oh my God, it's the yeah, best chip amazing, in the world. Yeah. I've been eating Doritos lately, and yes, it's my new yes. addiction, and I don't know why. Who are you? I feel pregnant. I go like, I'm like, after work, I'm like, like after I eat lunch, and I make a great meal for lunch. I bring lunch every day and to work. I eat it and I'm sitting cool there and there's a vending machine. I'm like, look over. I'm like, Doritos in the Milky Way. How you doing? Every <laughs> friggin' day. How you doing, babe? It's mm. disgusting. But See, Joe, or Joe, Jeff, uh, you were talking about, you know, pictures of these actors and they have like 12 pack abs and now he's getting no the- that's Cool Ranch that's lame shit dude yeah that's that's gross <laughs> it was different when they made Cool Ranch do you remember they used to have so much more seasoning on them he's right and so now much more sodium and they're now they're not but he's not wrong but they but the now they've up Courtney's the just over in the corner just like on the regular Doritos it's her birthday she can cool do what she wants Jeff, Jeff you were, you were I think it's interesting that you're bringing up these, these systems of coping because of my whole issue of especially seeing fit dudes because I've either always had like a little bit of a belly or I've been like a fucking holocaust survivor anorexic only and you can make that joke here <laughs> only you only one that's allowed to do that yeah but <laughs> oh yeah I, but I, I because my issue is when I get super stressed out and I'm depressed and everything like that currently going through it I have not eaten in two days why why dude it's the the whole thing of eating and this thought process is like it makes me physically ill isn't that interesting so I will just fill up with water and everything to just kind of keep going until I feel hungry and then if I, I'll eat a little bit and I, f- I feel like everything's going to kind of settle and I'm not going to feel nauseous, then, and I'm, then you're, I'm right back to it. That, that's but crazy, it, man. But I know that a lot of it is like I have my own body issues of like, you know, right. having a little bit of a dad bod and everything else, but it's just <sighs> finding an easy way to cope with stress. It's hard. It's, like, it's tough. And everything. It's yeah. just. It's tough, and I think piled on with just this whole aspect of like I'm a guy, and I'm not supposed to. I have right. to like salads. What? Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, salads can be fucking delicious. Yeah, they that's can. besides the point. It's it's hard though. I mean, it, it is it is difficult to find a way where you feel as though you are able to release that stress in a meaningful way, right? Yeah. And that, like we were saying, as far as like the superhero bodies, I go through that still. I have lost a lot of weight. I am in the best shape of my life. I barely have a stomach anymore. My tits are an A cup, Joseph. Um, I, I, I mean, I am, I know, I know what I look like, right? But when I see myself, I only still see the jiggly fat guy, right? Like I only see myself as this enormous man of roles and I can't get that out of my head. So when I see the superhero movies and I see these different, you know, the idea, the like men's health journal and and all these magazines where they show the giant ripped guys, there was a, a, something that I I saw online. I don't know if Talia posted it uh, a couple years ago, but it said something about how if you look at men's fitness magazines or you look at men's health magazines, it's always like Hugh Jackman's a great example of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two magazine covers back to back. One Mm. was men's journal or Mm, men's fitness. Hugh. Hugh Jackman. If you look at the the Hugh Jackman magazines back to back, the one Hugh Jackman magazine is on men's fitness and the other one is good housekeeping or one of those ones. And in good housekeeping, he's in a like a sweater. He's in khakis. He's he's just smiling. He's not aggressive. He is just a man who looks like he's getting ready to pick up his kids. He's Kate Leopold. Exactly. He's getting ready to pick up the kids from from the bus stop. Right. And then the other one, he's humongous and he's ripped and he's got the shirt ripped off. And he's Logan. Yeah. And he's Logan. It it was around that time he was on a show and he was talking about his fitness. Yeah. He actually at that point 
was very unhappy because yeah. he was only working out. He didn't see anybody because he was in a gym, in the gym eight hours a day or on set. Right. That, that, can, his, that can his lead trainers your own yeah. depression. Exactly. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. not interacting properly with people. He had to be this, this image of just, and just jacked and just ripped. And, and, and it, it, spawned its own form of body dysmorphia for him because he didn't want to be that guy, but he had to be that guy for work. And if he couldn't, then that is a way that he cannot provide. Then exactly. he's no longer I could not live man. my life that way to have my yeah. body like... It's, I, that's it's one crazy. thing that you got to keep in mind about oh those actors God. is that their bodies, they are paid to look like that. And if they don't, they don't have a job. Exactly. Fuck, man. And that's, that's, I think, for me, is the hardest part because I have to keep reminding myself when I'm at the gym. I have to keep reminding myself when I'm doing the things that I'm doing fitness-wise. I'm not training for the Olympics, right? I'm not going to be Wolverine in a movie. This is going to be a process. Well, I mean, I could if I wanted to be, but I, it, it's, it, this is going to be a process. This is a, a it's not a, it's a, not a sprint, right? What the fuck, Joe? What, are you picturing me as Wolverine right no, now? No, texting, just text from the, 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 the wife. What's what what's what happened? She's still drunk. Oh, good. She had ladies' night last night. Oh, yes. So she's still drunk. She's like, I just want to let you know, I love the shit out of you, and she, I think she's crying right now. Oh, yes. Because yes. I sent oh her. God, I love you, Josh. I sent I her you. the. I bought her the album by Van Morrison, Astral Weeks, and she's never heard it before. And I was like, it's the greatest love album ever written. You're not wrong. And she must be listening to it because she's. She's having an emotional moment. You know, I had an emotional moment earlier this week too. Um, our dear friend Gritty has been uh, oh a, a, been accused of the greatest. Oh, there's no accusation of ever. it. I I wholeheartedly believe he did that, and that he little did not. Brat deserved first, it. Let's get deserved, deserved, it. Deserved, first it. Off, deserved it. First off, have you ever been in one of those outfits? All right, I put the fanatic hat on. Yeah. you can't see shit no. unless it's right in front of you. Yeah. So imagine you have four dudes. Kind of wrestling you, and you bop one of them, and it's not like he full fledged just cocked him. Like he didn't like line didn't, like line yeah. up on the kid and just like and eh. jaw him. like exactly yeah, yeah. like get over it. It's the dad trying to get free tickets. Or yeah. he, I don't even want the my dude's a scumbag. The He's dude a, is a scumbag. Do you know he yeah. made his kid's life even harder because that kid's got to go to school, and all his kids are like you little shit. You like, knocked out. Your dad Ray. ruined. You you're the guy who said he got fucking punched by Grit. And the kids going, it's not me. It's my dad. <laughs> My, my dad's doing and the whole the whole story was that the kid like touched Gritty's head, so he probably like tussled his hair or some nonsense. And, like, like, and Gritty didn't punch him; he probably just like pushed him. Yeah, and his no, dad th- took there's him as been, a punch. Or there's some been nonsense four like different that. stories because all I've been doing is following that's, this because it's but amazing. That, that's the only plausible one that I can think of as like an actual scenario that could possibly occur. Is that? Gritty just give him a little nudge when he's walking away. Like, he's gritty. This will be... Yeah, but, no, people. this is the thriller in South Philla. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> gritty gate. Yeah, gritty, gritty gate. gate. So, I, I so, don't... I, but, so the situation yeah. is that this piece of shit dad... Oh, wow. Exactly wow. what it is. Dad's a piece of shit. He is a piece <laughs> of shit. He's a piece of shit need to get who... get Braun Strowman on his ass. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That'll be solved quickly, yep. <laughs> the piece of shit dad has basically orchestrated this entire situation because one gritty refused to look at the camera during the actual picture you could see the picture gritty's just kind of looking off doing his own thing also just being gritty because apparently the kid whether he was tussling gritty or smacking the back of gritty's head gritty wanted nothing to do with it so when he left he is claiming that gritty lunged and punched at his kid i don't believe it this was a fan event 
no one fucking saw this happen? Yeah, exactly. And no the one. other account is apparently there was a dude dressed in orange who wasn't annoyed at this kid for hitting Gritty and is the actual one who punched him. Still not Gritty, but if that was the case, everyone would have been like, no, it was this Why one guy. Why did that kid, right. random, random stranger? It's, I don't, ju- I, it's just Christ. a dude who's like this Jersey shitty piece of trash I love how to he's get... from Jersey. <laughs> I love him so much. Because only shitbags from Jersey would of pull the thing Of course he's from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they hate everything else except for when it comes to like, you know, like, I love how... You, wants, you have your own fucking team. What are you doing here? He wants free tickets. He wants all No, he doesn't want bullshit. season tickets anymore. Well, he can fuck off. Get out of my goddamn city. You're from fucking Jersey, you piece of... I hope... Some whoever people from is Jersey okay, but he's a piece of shit. Whoever's no, listening to this, you okay. find this guy, you dress up like Gritty. I'm going. Uh, Gritty has inspired the people like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. We're all just going to dress up and punch children <laughs> until we're just going to worship Gritty over a flaming car. Oh my god! And the entire city is just going to. And the funny thing is, social media has been. A thousand percent behind Gritty. Gritty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I, oh, yeah. I I was assuming I was like, okay, well, Gritty's done now. But no, they have been full throated support of Gritty in this situation. Also, teenagers I just don't, are the fucking worst. I just don't see they, the the flyer said they did a, their own investigation of the situation and, and found no nothing. evidence nothing. to suggest that he did this. Like, Zero. Nothing. Nothing. I so guarantee why is this you, there was issue? a camera on Gritty. It's the, the entire Wells Fargo time. Center. They have cameras everywhere. everywhere. There's there are people always... floating everywhere. Gritty is the biggest mascot in in sports right now, like arguably yeah. the biggest uh, mascot ever. And it's probably because he does look like a meth out. He really yeah. does. He, he looks, looks like, like he's junkie. from Kensington. Yeah. Regardless, there is probably a camera on him filming at all times. Yeah. Do you think you really expect me? Not to even believe? official cameras, but people on like people Instagram and yeah, shit like Twitter, that. Yeah, uh, uh, Snapchat. You mean to think that there is no one out there that would have seen this happen at some point? Yeah. Somebody exactly. would have seen this. That's my point. No pictures, also, no film. Here's Get the other here. thing. There's a guy behind him. It's Gritty Security Team. Do you think if somebody who was on Gritty Security Team saw the person that was inside of Gritty's outfit punch a kid, somebody wouldn't have said something about that? Like, like that's dude, a big fucking problem, right? I mean, you look at it like objectively. Objectively, like regardless of what the kid, like you can't be punching kids, you know. Like if this person was, well, you in can, the system, you absolutely if you're, if can. You're gritty, be if you're kids. gritty and you do something like what Greg just did, where he shoved me on the arm, that's a totally different thing. Then nothing wrong with punching children. That's a, a there's absolutely nothing wrong away. with gritty punching a child as long as the child deserves it. If the kid deserves <laughs> it, you get punched. You're you're, you're a Penguins fan, you deserve it. Damn right. You're a white supremacist piece of shit. Oh yeah, you, you deserve, deserve it. You deserve yes, it. You absolutely you always know, always punch Nazis kids. Always punch Speaking Nazis. about the, the, the... Did you see... Don't say QAnon again because they're going to cut not, the fucking power again. Did yeah. you see how I posted that that the giphy of the dude punching the Nazi? Yeah. And people started defending it. I was like, oh, my God. I'm let like, me think. Let me guess who defended that. Like, I can guess his name, but I don't want to say No, he show. didn't. He didn't say really? anything. No, I'm actually, surprised. I hung out with him after Christmas. I don't want to even hear it. Go yeah. ahead. Go oh, ahead. Anyway, yeah. so... so so people started going, oh, I guess it's okay when it's when when you know when it works for you. I'm like... What the fuck are you talking about? What like, this not is a, worked for this you. This is a Nazi. Right. I was like, Nazi. you were wearing a swastika. There's no rules anymore. Yeah. You are a piece of shit. Right. And we've had wars over this. Millions died over this. My grandparents woke up screaming in the middle of the night from the shit they saw yeah. because of this. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you that you're even going like, it has nothing to do about Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever. This is, you're a fucking Nazi. 
you're a sack of shit. You shouldn't be allowed here. I want to kiss this man so badly there's right now. Nazis, you sh- you there's shouldn't Nazis. shouldn't be allowed here. There's everybody else. There's Nazis and there's everyone you else. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed here. And the fact that you're even having a defense about this, like... It, it, the quotes that from comments from people, I was like, "You got to be fucking." You may not be me. a Nazi, but you're Do certainly I, looking Nazi adjacent go, right freedom, now. Free, freedom is <laughs> wait, Nazi adjacent. Yep. Yeah, freedom. Is, <laughs> you may not be wearing the swastika, but guess what? That is you're looking like you might but one day. Somebody goes Nazi like, you know, adjacent. freedom of speech. I was like, dude, bullshit. Like, Bullshit. There's, fuck Nazis. There is no freedom of speech. You fly that flag, you do that, dude. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. Like yeah. we actually, there absolutely is freedom of speech. You can say whatever the hell you want, Joe. But don't get angry co- when I punch you no, in no. the fucking face. No, you can say whatever the hell you want, and the government can't shut you right. down. Yeah, right. But if you say something that I don't like, tough fucking luck. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequence. consequence. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and yeah. Like and you know. Mm, I, know, I just I hate know, Nazis I so much. Nazis I really fucking, fucking hate it. I love this man so love, much. That's why I love Quentin Tarantino's last two films because he starts out it's killing Nazis. The one they just did, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the, the first half hour is just killing Nazis. It's killing Nazis. I was like, that's the greatest movie ever. My favorite scene in Inglorious Bastards is uh, the Hitler scene is just. MP40 destroyed. Oh my god! I was cheering. I was in the movie theater going, "Fuck yes!" Another really Fuck great yes. one. He put the pillow over the guy's head and started yeah, stabbing him in the face. Yes. Oh my and god! I like when he pulls the tongue out. out. When he pulls the tongue out. Yes. Yanking out. I just like yeah. when he's shoving his fist in, in the his guy's eyes. Head. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking like, about Nazis dying. Like there is. Like I said, if somebody like somebody told me like you know you're going to hell and I go. I go, I'm going to hell? Great. I hope I get to sit next to Hitler at the lunch table. And they go, why? I'm like, because I get to pick on him every day. Give me your fruit cup. Give me your fruit cup, Hitler. Like, give it to me now. <laughs> but I like my fruit cup. Like, like it's mine's fruit cup. No, it's, it's not. Mine's. It's not. Like, I would love to just... No fruit cup. Oh, just, I hope he's getting a fucking pineapple shoved up his ass. Him and oh, Goebbels. Yeah. Best oh, part of Eddie Adam Sandler movie. During, Picks mm. the small one. Nope, mm-hmm. not that one. The nope. big one. Yep. The really the... thorny one. Yeah. Give me, give me that branch. I'm going to fuck you with this hawthorn stick. <laughs> End time. Well, uh, yeah. So that was something today. Yeah. Um, good times. Good scrambled times. Eggs. Excellent yep. times. Toss salad, scrambled eggs. Joe, I'm glad that the Libyans don't have you in uh, captivity anymore. It took, I, uh, a, couple bl- to it took a couple blowies and some handies to get out of there, but I did it. Cockmeat sandwich. And the the cockmeat sandwich. That's yeah. right. And then I went skiing in the yeah, Alps. You were in, you did were, you see the... Yeah. You were hand gliding in the, in the, in the Swiss Alps. The Swiss he was, Alps. He ran with the bulls. I mean, Joe was really... The running busy. with the bulls was cool. We missed you when we did the Goldberg, but the Goldberg show. But I know that it was more important to run with the Bulls. I'm just really glad that we were able to find him in Hillary Clinton's pizza True. pedophile dungeon. What, the, what are you doing, dude? From the Libyans. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm I'm just afraid of the power shutting off again. That's what I want to do. You're gonna so. get us in trouble. <laughs> Hillary's gonna come out. Her and her angry vagina is oh. gonna tear. Oh, God. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you again in two weeks, guys. See you in two. Bye. Bye. Joe. Busted. Busted butt. Give me a nerds. <clears throat> like, like, they're really... Nerds. Oh, that was not a good one. Yeah, that, was, that was poor. Stupid fucking nerds. No, it's not good anymore. It's not feeling... I haven't smoked in two days. So it's been... <laughs> nerds. Nope. Nope. All right. I'm you started there good. Do that, do that again. Nerds. Nerds. Nope. Nerds. Nerds. nope. Nope. It's gone. All right. It's gone. Nerds. I lost it, bud. 
Foundation Radio is produced and recorded by Adam Barnard and Sam Kreps. Our intro music is Ugly by Dumb Ugly. Our outro music was recorded by Jason Sylvester and Carl Pinnell. Special thanks to Greg Mead, Joe Keen, and Jeff Quinn. Leave a five-star rating and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Foundation underscore radio. Find us on Facebook at Foundation Radio Pod. This has been a Foundation Radio production. 